This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Well, a, a, a fire hose of information. Holy cow. Elliot Shore Parks, it's only been maybe five days of off-season here, and uh, we're being bombarded left and right with uh, press conferences. You guys went over that yesterday. Uh, thank you to James and Elliot uh, for um, for doing that because, uh, well, I, I think I threw up everything in my stomach over the last two days. So uh, <laughs> there is a lot to get into uh, for sure. John Barchard here as well, and if you're not following us, at the Go Birds Pod, at Go Birds Pod on the Twitter.com. Uh, and if you're not in the social media thing, which is totally cool, uh, write the reviews for sure. Five stars go a long way. Elliot reads every single one of them. We'll be reading a lot of them during the offseason. Actually, from uh, from here on out after this episode, I think we'll we'll have that kind of nailed down. But uh, Elliot Shore Parks, Mike Grow gone. Uh, Carson Walsh, gone after seemingly it looked like, well, at least Grow is going to come back. But... Uh, some obvious backpedal uh, with Doug in that statement yesterday and the, the Eagles releasing a statement about, you know, hey, uh, sorry I'm for all the confusion, but um, I, I what I meant to say is I haven't met with the owner yet and nothing has been finalized is, is my interpretation of it here, buddy. Look, I'm not going to take two years or I guess four years, I should say. <laughs> I always think two years since the Super Bowl, but right. four years of Doug where I feel like he's been mostly honest at the podium to now say he's lying. Uh, obviously it's a really bad look. Like there's no way to spin it. He said flat out grow and Walsh were going to be back and now they're not. And then he blunders Schwartz thing. And now he releases a statement today where it seems like he's going to be back. Um, See, so I, I guess the, well, the I, question I, and this, yeah. this just came. What? I, I, I didn't, I didn't get that impression by the way that like I saw that Mike Garofolo had tweeted out, you know, Schwartz reassure or was, has been reassured that his job is safe, but in that statement, it didn't really say that either. It just said, I'm going to continue the evaluation process now. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's a definite he's going to be back, but um, I don't I don't know. I thought clarifying in the statement was kind of interesting. Yes. But um, 
ultimately it really comes down to this, like who made this decision? And it just comes across like Doug didn't make it. Like I, I, I think uh-huh. that the idea that a lot of people seem to have that, okay, Doug just lied, right? Well, what seems more likely? Doug lied or Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie are calling the shots here? Like, to me, that seems more likely. I mean, Doug praised those guys. He said they're going to be back, and now they're fired. And I think it was noteworthy that they released a statement through Doug. But to me, and just like everything I know and everything – I just think this was not Doug's decision. I think this was Jeffrey Lurie's decision and Howie Roseman's decision. And I think that's the bigger thing here. Like a bigger issue with the Eagles is that Howie and Jeffrey have more say than Doug does. Like Mike Grow was not a problem with the Eagles. He might have not been a solution. Um, I think they could use a fresh set of eyes. But this idea that the offense failed because of Mike Grow isn't really true. Um, Now, I just find it to be a major red flag if Doug is not going to get to pick his, who who is on his own staff. Well, he might get to pick it. He just might not be able to have final well, it doesn't say. doesn't seem like he's going to get to pick it. I, I would say he does not have final say on who gets to stay and who gets to go, though. But I, w- I would imagine he gets to pick who gets to come in next after this then. Because uh, I don't think so. If we're admitting faults where Howie said yesterday, my, my problem is holding on to guys. I would say that's the same thing for Doug, and and unless a guy like Jeffrey Lurie steps in, because it seems like Howie was fine with that. It didn't. It, it wasn't like let's meet with Howie um, and then see if that's cool. It was okay. Howie's cool with it as long as Jeffrey's cool with it. I'm going to hold on to Mike Grow, and Jeffrey was like, "No, guys, not going to happen." Uh, I, I we we need to we need to change that part of our offense. Um, we've given him two years. I said okay last year. Uh, and now, just like Chris Mortensen had said, bearing like some ungodly playoff run, which is which sounds more like owner than it does GM looking back on it now, then they've got to go. So that's what I think ended up happening here. And Doug thought, you know, everything was cool. And then he was just like, oh, yeah, wait, I haven't met with Jeffrey yet, but I've gotten every indication that I can at least have Mike grow back. Well, but my, my counter to that would be like Je- Jeffrey Lurie owns the team. So obviously he can do whatever he wants. But why is Jeffrey Lurie making these decisions? Like, do we think Jeffrey knows more about football than Doug does? Like Jeffrey's not in, you know, every single meeting like Doug nope. is. I mean, if Doug believed if Doug wanted to grow back, grow should have been back. Like Jeffrey shouldn't be doing that. I mean, this is like a if this is what happened and McLean has reported that that's his belief and I believe it as well. Like, this is basically Jerry Jones light. Like, why is well, he making coaching coaching decisions? Let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Is there any owner in sports right now that stays out of decisions, be, be it drafts, be it coaching decisions, be it who is my jam and who isn't? I mean, do you actually think that there is one owner that does not meddle in operations? I mean, I think there's probably there are definitely owners that do it, and there's probably some that don't. Every I don't single one really know. Every no, single but I, but I don't. I don't really think that's true. I do think there's there's owners that are hands off, and I think there's owners that like respect the fact that that respect what their head coach is. Like, if you're talking about a team that hasn't had a good head coach and uh, you know has like a young head coach, then yeah. But Doug Peterson is like is extremely accomplished. I mean, 42 wins in four years, a Super Bowl, two division titles, five playoff wins, three trips to the playoffs. Like Doug has shown nothing to 
to make you think that he would not be able to pick his own offensive coordinator. So yeah, like are there? Uh, uh, no, no. That's what, but the, see, that's where we we disagree. I I think he does have all the say in who he picks. I don't think he has any say in who is allowed to stay on after so many results have been been spilled out here. And just like I said, in theory, I think that's why they gave him another year because Doug said, I vouch for these guys. We put them in weird spots, which I, I would also agree with too. Like, I don't think Mike Groh is ever put in a position uh, to really succeed on being whatever Doug Peterson's offensive coordinator really is. Uh, and you've, well, that's a whole another topic, but uh, honestly, like I, I think this is just what every owner in sports does. Like they, they do have complete final say, and there's no way that Howie can really get in there and say, "Hey, we, you know, we vouched for." Like, what if Howie said it's it's vouched for him too, and Jeffrey Laurie said, "No, thank you," because well, it, it he, he's happened. the one that he reports so, to. Right. I mean, it just happened. You know, like we haven't gotten the whole story yet. I would just say that McLean, who, I, who is a great reporter, yeah. is reporting that basically Jeffrey Lurie made the decision. Now, to your point, maybe, like you said, Doug vouched for him last year and they kept him another year. And who knows? But we can also only go off the optics to a certain degree. And Doug said yesterday they will be back flat out. Like right. maybe he missed. Maybe he shouldn't have said that. Maybe he just, you know, he just trying to get out of a tough spot and lied. Like maybe. But I'm just saying the optics of this are not good. Doug said yesterday that they were going to be back. And now they're fired. So, yeah, I mean, that does not come across like Doug is getting to make these decisions. Well, let's let's go back to to where we think, you know, Jeffrey Lurie and and how involved he is. I don't I don't think this should be coming a, a surprise to anybody. 2015, 53 angry men wanted to go win the locker room back when they were down in New England, and that's pretty much how he got the sense, and that's what he told everybody during that press conference after they make a change after Chip Kelly. There are things that you know. You can you can uh, obviously have you know the orders of, of power and be, be in check or whatever, but that's a guy who literally went and told us I wanted to go get my team back. Uh, and after that, in making the decision to move on from that, because he and Chip obviously didn't didn't uh, didn't do, <laughs> you know get along for any particular reason, nor did uh, any of we. He brings back Howie Roseman, and so there's that ends up becoming checklist there too on how involved you want the owner to be because. Uh, there were a lot of people screaming at the time, and it was probably 50-50, that they didn't want Howie Roseman back. Um, and that was another question. And uh, when they hired Doug Peterson, who they didn't really want as their first choice, we all know that right now. Um, and this is the power structure that was set up probably when he was hired. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, in the same way that they look at this and say, it's you know, it's collaborative, it's all that, it's clearly not. Uh, somebody and, and and Jeffrey might be the the final checkpoint for for everything here. He was a huge part on why the Philadelphia Eagles went after Carson Wentz and why they were so adamant about going to get him. Uh, that was one of his demands: is to go find a franchise quarterback. Howie Roseman doing the things that he knows and being a, a year back went and did that. Doug was part of that process too, but really, it's Jeffrey Lurie. Same thing with the Super Bowl. I, I am sure he has made – if he's made decisions on I need to go get a franchise quarterback, he clearly had some say in the drafts while Joe Douglas is here and why you know Howie and Joe Douglas were no longer part of it or all of this is in play. Like Jeffrey Laurie is involved with the Eagles on basically every step that we've 
seen and heard since you know Chip came in and Chip left. I don't think there should be a surprise to anybody is my point. Um, this yeah, will continue I, I guess, to happen. I guess what I'm saying is surprise or not, and like although everything you said is true, my, my ultimate point is just like Doug deserves more of a say in what's going on, period. Like, you know, I mean, he didn't hire Jim Schwartz as a defensive coordinator, and he was nope. a, a rookie head coach then, but he didn't get to do that hire. Right. Uh, I just think Doug has earned the right to make these decisions. Like Lurie and Howie should let Doug make these decisions. I think you can see it with, with roster moves as well. Honestly, I mean, you look at the guys Doug plays and like – it just reeks of the front office making those decisions. I mean, you know, certain guys play because, uh, you know, because of their draft stock or because of what they're being paid and things like that. And it just never seems, it really doesn't seem in the hierarchy, and maybe this is just how it is, but I, I don't think it's how it should be. It just seems like Doug's at the bottom of the totem pole when I think you can make a strong argument that he's the most accomplished of all of them. Like, Jeffrey Lurie is a great owner for lots of reasons. The Eagles franchise is run at a high level. They do a lot of great things. They're great to the fans. Like, from a lot of franchise things are good. They're always competitive. But, like, Jeffrey Lurie never won a Super Bowl until Doug got here. And, you know, he was very successful in Danny Reid, obviously. And Howie Roseman's resume was not great until Doug got here. Right. Howie Roseman's resume has not been great since then. I mean, Correct. we would all agree these last two years – have essentially been saved by Doug's coaching job in December. So I, I just, when you look at the three of them, Doug is clearly the most accomplished, and I don't see why he shouldn't have more say in this. And again, we don't know for sure, but I'm just saying the way the optics look, it doesn't look great. And going forward, past why the decision was made, all those things, I don't want Howie or Jeffrey, and I know they will, but I don't want them having any say in who the offense coordinator is. I want this to be Doug's decision. I want Doug to make it. And if Doug doesn't get to make it, then I think it's fair to wonder how much they really respect Doug and where his actual job security might be. Because if they didn't think Grow was doing a good job, if they got rid of the receiver coach, if they have five receiver coaches in five years, they clearly think the offense is a problem, then what do they think of Doug? Like, I, I just, th this just feels like a big deal to me. Uh, and, and I agree with Elliot. If that is true, that he doesn't have, say, on who he selects. I disagree with you on that. I think that's where we're we're separated here. There is no one that gets past Jeffrey Lurie. And that's that to me is nothing new. He has final say in everything that happens in that organization. That doesn't mean it wasn't Doug's choice after Frank left to go and say, I want to go with my guys. I really like Mike Grow. Um, I understand that Deuce wants to be involved here too. Um, I just feel more comfortable with this setup. Carson feels really comfortable with press. And at this point, if we bring anybody else in from the outside, I don't think that helps us as much. We need some form of continuity here because we lost you know, two of our biggest heads here in one season. So let's just keep this together. I have faith in Mike Groh because the job he did in 2017. And honestly, maybe he did and we just overlook the coaching job because of the results and I don't think it's fair to put the result, all the results on the coaching staff because there's a lot of different things. Uh, we can't sit here and say that, you know, after weeks of praise to Doug Peterson on being able to turn this thing around and being able to, to switch it on, Mike Gross is part of that too over those last two years. So where I think what – overall, I, I don't know if you agree on this. Like the roster failed any chance of Mike Gross – looking good <laughs> at any points because if they if they end up winning or going back to a Super Bowl um oh, well then the narrative changes like it's really Doug because he can make anybody offensive coordinator what I don't know it could go a million different ways I I do think he, he is gonna have say which is gonna be and by the way if you are getting this at the right time please God 
tune in to 94 WIP because it's the last time you'll hear Doug for quite a long time. And that's another reason at 9 a.m. because uh, he's going to be with uh, Andrew Lutaldi. It's another reason why. On Friday. Uh, oh, is that on Friday? My bad. Yeah, on Friday. Uh, we're recording yeah. this on Thursday. My bad. Um, so. I, and my point in all that is, I, I I think I know even if he even if he was sure, and this wasn't a miscommunication that those two are getting fired, and he just straight up lied. I understand that too. One versus forty five versus one on one. I'll take one on one every time. Uh, and when you're going to make this announcement, um, but getting back to where I disagree with you here, I, I I I don't understand why you think he doesn't have say in who he hires. Where where is he? Where is it shown that he has say? Well, Outside I, I'm, of the, I'm out- saying, isn't it his choice? You know, to to hire, grow, and to make Press Taylor, and just to promote with it within rather than bringing somebody in. Don't you think that yeah, was his no, choice? I, I think, yeah, I think the grow hire was probably his coming off the okay. Super Bowl. I would right. agree with that. But the point I'm making is more so that like he didn't hire Jim Schwartz. He didn't really get to put together his own staff. Like how he hired. Doug's staff when he came here, right? Like it's noteworthy right. that not that almost nobody he hired had some type of set had some type of tie to either Doug or Kansas City, right? So in 2016, he really didn't get to hire his full staff. And again, the optics of this, and from everything it seems like, and everything I know, it seems like this was Jeffrey Lurie's decision. So whether Doug agreed with it, whether he didn't, whatever, Jeffrey Lurie should not be hiring and firing offensive coordinators. Like I get he's the owner of the team, but Doug. Doug is the football coach. It's his staff. Doug is an accomplished football coach. Doug deserves the right to have the coordinator he wants. And I think that's really important going forward. Like the type of person they're going to hire to me will say a lot about how much say Doug had. Like, I don't think Doug's going to want Jay Gruden to come here. I don't think he's going to want Pat Shermer. I mean, it's possible maybe because they have a history, but I'd be surprised by that. I I think like Doug, Doug needs to Bring in his own guy. I don't want Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman making the decision. And if they do, and if I'm Doug, I'd be really pissed about that. Like Doug is extremely accomplished. He deserves the right to make this decision. I, which is which is why uh, Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern is going to be very important because I'm sure Angelo is going to ask that question. If he says, "Yeah, no, I don't have full autonomy," or like hesitates on that. Then I think that opens up uh, the discussion there, and obviously we can react to all that Saturday. Uh, Go Birds Radio, uh, one to three on WIP um, as well. And you you say with uh, you know uh, somebody that he should he should be able to pick his own staff, and I agree. Uh, and I I do wonder when we get that question answered, who that is going to be. Honestly, the first name that pops into my mind is to go see what Jim Caldwell really wants to do down in Miami. Um, he's the quarterback's coach down there. I I personally think Caldwell would now jump at the chance to be Doug's offensive coordinator. Uh, he's got all the experience in the world. He's one of the best quarterback teachers in the league. Um, I, I would start there before thinking of going younger and poaching college guys, which I'm totally open with too, but that's the first call. I, w- I would see what Jim Caldwell was doing. I didn't know if you had any mm. names that that jump at you, or or where you think they end up going here? And I know that there's a lot of people kind of want to, excuse me, understand where Deuce is is going to end up in all this. And I don't think much changes from that. But um, where where do you think they head in terms of it, uh, rookie up and coming guy that's done it before or internal hire for for OC here? So the Jim Caldwell name is interesting. Um, he's quarterbacks coach, as you mentioned, assistant head coach uh, down in Miami. 
Um, I think that the benefit of a Jim Caldwell would be it depends if you bring Press Taylor back. I, I mean, obviously Jim Jim wouldn't leave Miami to be a quarterback coach here, presumably. No. I mean, he couldn't even do it unless the Dolphins let him. But I think he would make a lot of sense as a quarterback coach, just in the way that I really want someone that works with. I want someone that's going to work with Carson, like a veteran type guy. Now, maybe you make him the head coach and you essentially make him the quarterback coach. Like that's a possibility. Um, so I would like that hire from that from that respect. Uh, former players talk really highly of Jim Caldwell. Yeah. Torrey Smith has tweeted a whole bunch that he should be a head coach. So no, I would no, be okay just to with be that. Cl- just to be clear, I'm saying bring him in as offensive coordinator. No, I know you are. Okay. But what I'm saying is um, my interest in bringing him in would be more so working with Carson yes, as opposed to. Uh, as like a pure offensive coordinator. Same. But the issue is, since he's already a quarterback's coach, you would have to make him the offensive coordinator. Right. I just think the Jim Caldwell hire to me would be focused on Carson. Like that would be yep. what I'd make the hire from. Uh, um, yeah, and, and where would you, a, a name that you like that you might have, you know, kind of uh, were, were saw saw somebody tweet out or in interest to just personally? So a name I like, and I don't know what his interest level would be, all that. Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator from LSU. He has a history with the Saints. He's gone yeah. to LSU and done great things. I like the idea. I mean, the Eagles offensive coordinator job is going to be extremely attractive. Even though you're not calling plays, you get to work with Carson, Doug, big organization. Like It can be a real stepping stone to a head coaching job. So I, I would like the idea of trying to get Joe Brady. Um, look what he's done there in LSU. Obviously, history in the NFL. I'd really like that. Yeah. Um, a name Rube just threw out on Twitter, which I think is an interesting one, is uh, James Urban, the Rams, <laughs> uh, the Ravens quarterback coach. Interesting. Has a history, has a history with Andy, yeah, and so presumably Doug. So I'd like that as well. Again, no interest in Jay Gruden, no interest in Pat Shermer. Like I have no interest in any of those guys. Um, here's one thing I will say uh, about Joe Brady. If uh, if I read things correctly down there. Um, that's going to cost you a shitload of money to buy him out. I, I, at least from my what I remember, somebody can correct me on that if I'm wrong. And especially with that type of program, where, I mean, they literally changed it around like that, and they went and got athletes, and they turned it into the Saints' offense. They put a little flavor on it, and uh, and you are absolutely right. Like a guy like Joe Brady should absolutely jump on the chance to do that, and I think that's true of. Um, like you've been saying, of any coordinator position. Jim Shorts ends up going to the Browns for whatever reason. Uh, this is more attractive right now than maybe maybe you know the ties over in Matt Rule uh, with Carolina today or the past couple of days. Uh, that, that might be a challenge, but you're still going up against uh, McCarthy and Nolan. That's not really that attractive. Um, uh, Joe Judge and what they did in New York – um, they're they're tapping the interest of uh, I can't remember who it was and it was somebody that made me laugh but regardless the point being um, this is still more attractive than any of the the new open spots obviously because this is a winning culture you've seen that you know these guys have, have fought and won and done all this stuff and just like um, Elliot was pointing out uh, stepping here can can get your name just involved in any head coaching hiring discussion especially if now like all what I think is going to happen no matter. Which offensive uh, coordinator comes in here? Um, this offense is going to look better no matter what, just by default, uh, because of the things that Howie said and wanting to get younger, which is obviously true. Holding on to guys, uh, them not re- you know really going into a 
uh, trying to find the the underlying market or whatever. And I think there's a future plan that uh, is a, is for a bigger pot on a, on another day during the off season. But um, I, I I just think that alone gives them a heads up on whoever they want. Don't you like? I, I think yeah. It's, I, it's, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be very easy to hire people. Like I think there's gonna be a lot of people interested. Uh, you mentioned the price with Joe Brady. If that is true, uh, and I'm sure you would agree with me on this, but like I don't think money should be any type of uh, barrier here. Like I don't want I don't want the Eagles not to hire somebody because of what they want or because of what it will cost to hire them. Like you find out who the right guy is and you do that. Like this is your franchise quarterback. This is an offensive team. Clearly, Jeffrey Lurie feels the offense isn't performing at a high level. And I don't disagree with him on that, but like, I, I don't think money should play a factor at all in this. Um, and again, I like, I think they'll get whoever they want. I mean, outside of breaking, you obviously you can't break, break league rules and those type of things, but I think they, uh, I think they'll have no problem um, getting people to take this job. Yeah, I, I don't either. And this is ooh interesting question because I actually don't know where he's at right now. Uh, uh, Benny Pinella, uh, Benny on the mic, I believe is what his. Oh, Benny on the radio. Thoughts on this idea: hiring Carson's college head coach as the new Birds offensive coordinator. I don't know where he's at. Is he, is he still at NDSU? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I'll um, look him up. I, I mean, like maybe, the idea. I guess I don't. Is he okay? No, I'm saying I like the idea if it's true. Uh, and I'll look it up uh, while 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 you ponder, you know, getting a guy like that. I don't that know how much I love the idea. I mean, I see I see the obvious tie clearly with Carson and getting Carson comfortable. But again, like, I don't know. Do you want to mess with the dynamics of whatever Doug and Carson have going on by bringing in his former head coach? I, I don't. No, I don't. I don't, I don't I think like, that'd be a, a power play or anything like that. No, but I mean, it is Carson's former head coach coming in. I don't know. I, I would I would vote against that, but I I wouldn't hate the idea. I would see the logic behind it, but I, I wouldn't. I, I want someone to come in with like fresh ideas, you know, like someone that maybe has a different background than Doug does from an offensive standpoint, yeah. those type of things. And I think Doug would be open to that too. I mean, you look at what Andy did when he went to Kansas City. He learned a whole new type of offense, right? And it's yeah. really helped him. So I think Doug would be open to that. Um, oh, I forgot. I he would, went to uh, he went to Kansas State, by the way. Uh, Chris Kleiman. He's uh, he's the the head coach there now. <laughs> right. Well, they, they could still hire him. I don't know if he would want it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah I, no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I'm be with super you. Super thrilled about that. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, again, if if it's, I don't know what. First of all, do you think Press Taylor's making it through this? Then, if they're still evaluating, like if you're going to clean, unless there is a. Uh, it, what Carson wants, because I'm sure Jeffrey will r- rule that. You know, um, right. I um, I don't know. I I still think there's there they might if you're going to move on from those two guys, uh, Carson Walsh being a, the much easier one. But if you're going to go away from Mike Grow, uh, clearly I don't think Carson thinks he's necessary for his growth either, right? Right. I mean, we'll see how many more changes are made. It would be interesting of this team to announce two of them and then two next day you know like it'd just be a weird way to stretch things out um i saw somebody tweet uh it was an nfl network reporter saying maybe he would be the offensive coordinator i would be very stunned by that i don't think there's any shot press taylor, press taylor? Gets the oh, offensive coordinator job yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i tell you what if I, that happens it i'll be through pissed. it i don't know i mean i don't see why you would I, I, he did get offensive coordinator looks last year i just I don't know. I would. Uh, I would be surprised if they mo- if they didn't move on from Press Taylor, though. Yeah, yeah. And and maybe this too. And this is what I I just uh, arguing against myself here. You know, if you don't want to kind of try and land a Jim Caldwell who you don't think might be here after a couple of years, if they have success, 
then maybe you do want to go with a guy that doesn't have a, a bigger name. And I'm actually reminded of, oh, my God, who was it? I, be, I believe it's a Big 12 coach, um, but always kind of went in with the mentality and going, who runs our offense the closest uh, in Division Two and Division Three? And you go find those teams. And then you have a, a basic understanding and even more of a basic understanding of what you know uh, my program needs and runs. So you go pick that offensive coordinator or that head coach or QB coach to kind of end up becoming some of, of your staff and what you do. And I wonder if that is also a possibility where it's that type of strategy where a guy that, okay, this is just the guy that they're bringing in. Like you bring in Jim Caldwell – People will talk about him because you already said there's a lot of people that believe that he should be a head coach, and I believe that too. I think it's ridiculous, especially you look at the way that Detroit is now with Patricia. So I, I wonder if they go that route so they don't lose staff this time and there is guys that can stand side by side with them. Like what would be more important to you, Elliot, if you're running this organization you're going, am I supposed to go out and get the best guy full well knowing that maybe even in a year he might turn around and go somewhere else? Or am I looking for someone that I think is really bright, smart, has fantastic ideas? Because we've been yelling about experience for a long time, but experience can be picked up and dropped too. So where would you go in that scenario? Yeah, I don't think ex- experience is not as important to me. I mean, I just want someone with a fresh set, a fresh set of ideas. And maybe that guy ends up being a veteran guy that would be here for a long time. But I'm not hiring this job thinking like, what if he leaves in a year? Ideally, the guy you hire does such a great job that he does leave in a year. I mean, Frank Reich left the year after they won the Super Bowl. So clearly, you know, if you if he has success here, it's really good for the Eagles. He's not gonna like no one's hiring Mike Grow. So I I, I would be for, perfectly fine bringing somebody here that potentially could leave, but. I just want a fresh set of ideas, whether that guy's 60, whether he's 30, whether he's in college, <laughs> whether he's a cord- passing coordinator somewhere else. I just want somebody with a fresh set of ideas. And again, I'll reiterate it. I want Doug making this decision. I don't want Howie involved. I don't want – Lurie will be involved as the owner, obviously, but like, I don't want him making the decision. I don't want them – I don't even really care if they're into interviews. I want Doug picking the guy. Um, and, until we hear – other otherwise i'm going to assume he is so that's why i'm not as concerned about it i think it's a legit question that we need i'm assuming he's not just clarified so we, yeah. yeah like if he <laughs> I, comes i don't think he was here's here's what we need to be listening for right for for the rest of the weekend and like i said we'll we'll, we'll break this down further on saturday on the radio show and we, we will put that in the feed for sure if doug hesitates for any moment or if doug says it's a collaborative effort or if he says I have final say on on my on, on my you know uh, my staff those are those are those it like that, those are the only three responses that I think he can possibly give uh, and uh, and we'll buckle up in case that there's uh, there's more than that you guys did have a couple of t- uh, takes and questions I did want to get to uh, as always you can follow us at Go Birds Pod um, and uh, thank you again for wherever you're listening to us on your podcast devices and or podcast. Uh, distributors and where you go. Uh, the, like I said, five stars do go a very long way. And uh, this is, um, uh, nope, that's not a question. Oh, here we go. Eagle Eyes 317. Looks like Jeffrey has been eyeing up on Eagle's Twitter. Unlin needs to be next if you're listening there, JL. Uh, I don't know if I buy that, you know, like I, I, I don't, there's, there's still 
no good yes or no on what Corey Unlin has been able to do with the DBs. If anything, I would say it's more positive than negative. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Corey Unlin now, it depends on what you think of the guys they're bringing in. And I also note it's interesting that guy ended it with Jeffrey Lurie. Again, shouldn't be making the coaching decisions. But, <laughs> like, it depends on what you think of the guys. Like, if you think Sidney Jones is good, then obviously he has not developed. Rasul Douglas... You could debate how much he's developed. Like it really depends if you think he's been given talent or not, because they've invested a lot of picks, but it doesn't necessarily mean they have been good picks and they've been the right players. So, yeah. um, again, if Schwartz is back, I think Unlin will be back, right? But if you bring in a new defensive coordinator or Schwartz gets the head coach job in Cleveland, then I think Unlin's gone. Uh, yeah, I agree with that too. Um. Uh, loaded question, but who is an ideal candidate for OC, which we kind of touched on. And as far as development goes, can we assume Press Taylor might be under uh, the scope soon from Lori? Yeah, I guess you could say that, too. I mean, if you're especially when I'm talking to the Wentz guy here, uh, <laughs> if if that is, you know, whatever needs to whatever their goal is, I don't know what it is for Carson to be more accurate for him to be a pocket, uh, a better pocket passer. I don't know. Uh, what would you, what would you assume Press Taylor's job might not be be in harm's way look like? I don't know. Um. Well, it. So in terms of what they'll assess him on, it'll be Carson's play. I mean, they'll look and they'll say, you know, is Carson improving mechanically, or is, are his uh, mechanics consistent throughout the week? Those type of things. His accuracy. So I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say what type of job Press Taylor press taylor did this year i would probably lean towards not a great job just because i think carson didn't play well most of the season um but again that could just be carson uh there could be behind the scene th scenes thing there in terms of maybe press is telling him to do something and he's not like it could be any number of things i would be surprised if press survived this though i just would be surprised so considering it's pretty clear jeffrey Lurie is not happy with how things went on offense no. this year no um do you think doug was just trying to put in a good word and knew that they were gone that's from uh randy uh Rand, our good friend randy harn there um, I think so. <laughs> the The way I keep reading this thing is, um, I think Doug thought he got the sign off that it was a okay, and there was no way that Lori was going to reject them. And and uh, or no no no, I take that back. That's not what I mean. I, what I I think he knew that they were going to get fired, and and just you know plowed right through it. To be honest, because why kick? I guys don't. On the I, way I don't think Doug knew at that point. Maybe he had an idea, but like. I don't know. Just Doug has never really lied at the podium. Like it's just always so obvious what he's trying to say that this just to me just it feels like you know oh, it just feels daisy. like he told the truth yesterday yeah. and it was what he thought and then I think that decision was was made for him. So what we're saying is Doug is still not a liar, according to one. I don't believe Doug is a liar. Correct. All right. All right. Um, uh, no more promoting from within. Deuce and Stout stay uh, put at their positional spots. And we need some fresh ideas. I think fresh ideas is going to be the off-season uh, catchphrase here. Uh, that's yes. coming from a good friend, Jordan Weaver, um, there as well. Uh, would you hire uh, – who would you hire uh, first for replacements uh, for who was fired today? Cowboys offensive coach? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I know what Austin was trying to say there. Uh, let's answer this, too, because I've seen it a lot. Would you bring in Jason Garrett? In terms no. of like, absolutely not. If you if there is a one guy that cannot bring in fresh ideas and has no optics on like X's and O's and is really more a rah rah guy, there's no fucking way I'd bring in Jason Garrett. Right? I, I'd also say, although I don't think Doug's on the hot seat, 
I don't want anybody being brought in that can yep. be viewed as a potential interim head coach. Yeah. Period. Like I don't. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. um, that would that would be another uh, you know thing I would look for. Uh, Benjamin Lindsay uh, uh, mentioning uh, Joe Brady, who you had mentioned, seems like elite college coordinators end up getting seven figures on the reg. Very true. I just think his buyout might be pretty pretty significant considering uh, what's going on with LSU. And uh, who knows? Maybe maybe we should all root for um, uh, LSU losing the the national title, and then that'll make us. Uh, but why why do you think the buyout is an issue? I guess that's my question. I mean, the Eagles have millions and like, millions. But I'm saying if it's going to cost, like it cost. The Panthers, just so you know, probably around twelve or thirteen million dollars just to give back to Baylor. <laughs> no, I think it was only six million. Was it only six? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I saw that reported. Then maybe. And again, that's a head deal. coaching candidate and Matt yeah, Rule. Right. Right. But are you going to? So therein lies a, a similar problem, though. If you're going to give Joe Brady six million dollars to buy out his contract to be the offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. That means he has significant power, wouldn't you say? So, okay, so the Panthers paid six million for Matt Rule. I would guess if Joe Brady even has a buyout in his contract, yeah. I mean, he's not a head coach and he's not an offensive coordinator. If he even has a buyout, I would be shocked if it's over a million dollars. If that, I mean, Matt Rule like was one of the most sought after head coaching candidates out there, and his was six million. So there's literally no way Joe Brady's will be six. Like I, I don't even think it'll be over a million bucks. Oh, if okay. that. And again, even if it is two or three million, I don't care. The Eagles have a ton of money. You just hire the right guy. Yeah, it's all it all kind of uh, melts together when you're looking at like contract buyouts. Because uh, I was uh, doing that for like <laughs> the last uh, uh, week and a half or so, just because I was like, yeah, let's go you know, on that same theory. I was like, what what would uh, what looks like Doug's offense, and what would it cost uh, to go and do mm -hmm. that? So. Um, I wonder. Uh, maybe maybe we need to start the Joe Brady train then. Uh, if if that's the I mean, case, that's, that's what I'm going to look into. Um, See, you know, I mean, that's that's my that's my. Uh, I think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, lastly, we'll end with Dan Hawkins. What are the realistic chances that Josh McCown can be part of this Eagles offensive staff in some capacity? Everything I've heard read about him has been positive. Seems like a good fit. Also, his hair is better than ESPs. Well, I mean, you know, we've acknowledged that. Very true. Yeah. I don't uh, see how people continually feel the need to point this out. Like, I'm, a, I'm aware he has better hair than me, guys. I promise. Um, I, think I don't it's think it'll pretty be McCown. I think it's pretty realistic that he's part of the staff, though. I think he could, yeah. I think he could definitely be part of the staff. I mean, it's maybe like in a quality control type of thing. I don't think they're going to make yeah. him offensive coordinator off the jump. No um, But I think, it, yeah, I think there's a... There's definitely a chance he's here. Assistant quarterback coach, right? Like he just does everything. I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty well, much what he's been doing to, anyway. Yeah, assistant quarterbacks head coach. I mean, assistant quarterbacks coach. I wonder how much he would kind of overstep Press Taylor there. But um, yeah, I think I would want him working with the quarterbacks, the receivers, anybody. I think he'd be good to have on the staff. Well, don't you think he'd be an excellent wide receiver coach? Like just on that, I like think, he's the he'd one that knows at, the yeah, offense the most. I, I think he would be. Yeah, I think he'd be great at coaching receivers or quarterbacks or really anything. I think he, I think he's going to be a great head. I think he's going to be a great, great coach wherever he goes. I've even said like, if I'm, you know, the Giants already hired somebody, obviously, but I would have a ton of interest in hiring um, him as a head coach just right away. Just yeah. I think he's going to be that good, and I'd rather get him on the ground floor. But I think he could definitely coach receivers. Okay, um, there is a, uh, there's a lot to get into. Like I said, I, there is my head swimming on the amount of information and things that will constantly change. So no matter what, 
Uh, we will have pods at the yin yang. The more information that we keep getting, I feel like we can make thirty of these just based off the the four days that we have here. Um, I just want to uh, leave with this um, because I think it's important to note that, and and there will be a time to really focus on the rest of the NFC East. I just can't believe that Washington that desperately needs a culture change more than anything, more than anything in the world. And it looked like Dan Snyder was finally ready to do that after he moves on from Bruce Allen. And the Panthers suddenly go in and get their guy in Matt Rule, and they were so fast and, and like in hiring Ron Rivera. I, I can't understand why Washington so desperately wanted a, a thing that the Carolina Panthers are trying to get rid of and not go after a guy in Matt Rule. Anyone explain that to me? <laughs> you know, like if you I mean, wanna- Matt Rule maybe maybe he didn't want to go there. I mean, it seemed like they wanted a veteran type guy. Um, but if I'm Matt Rule, I wouldn't have any interest in going there. I, I well, I don't think anybody would unless you're Ron Rivera and it looks like you know ping pong tables and getting getting your say and it looks like actually like drafting there too. I I don't know. Uh, and I I uh, I just oh, sorry guys, <laughs> Jesus. Um, my point is, I, uh, I I'm fine with the rest of what the NFC East decided to do. Like this is just. Yeah, this I, is I really like the McCarthy hire. I really think he's going to do a good job there. Um, so I mean, he hired I'm Mike gonna, Nolan. He's already doing a bad job. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, I mean, people around people seem to be impressed with the staff he's building. I really like that throughout the year he like met with people each week and went over game plans and watch tape and stuff. He was a really good head coach in Green Bay. Uh, he's won a Super Bowl. I, I think that was a really good hire by them. I I can't wait to, to show you that you're wrong. So it'll be great. It'll be a I great mean, offseason. Better, you think he's a better head coach than Jason Garrett? So is everybody. Okay. Well, they, <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, they won, what, eight games last year with him. So they have a talented roster. I, I, I think they're going to be very good next year. I, okay. I like the McCarthy hire. I I – Wait to see because there's so many other decisions they have to make. Um, it's geez, it's going to be an offseason full of takes, man. You were built for this. You were built for this offseason. You know, it's, a, it's the best. Uh, it's the best time of the year, other uh, than training. That's know. right. Uh, and uh, we know that you guys will be with us every step of the way. So thank you as always for listening to the Go Birds Pod number uh, one sixty four. In fact, right here, radio.com and Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Go Birds. <laughs>